1: Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. You're in the neighborhoods we
2: You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors. And the ones who still escape are
1: now here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell.
2: Thanks Dave and welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with a very special guest who is actually new to the Bay Area and is going to be talking to us about how she is uh bridging uh the fight against human trafficking from international uh countries internationally here to the Sil- Silicon Valley area. Yeah. And but before I introduce her, of course, I want to introduce my partner in justice Miss Benita Hopkins. Hi. Hello everyone. Hey. And hello Vanessa. Hi there. Well, so we're in for a treat. Uh, we had the opportunity to uh, uh, be together at a, a church in Menlo Park. Actually, it was in Palo Alto. Uh, just uh, a couple. Well, it was Cupertino. Cupertino yeah. So, I'm sorry. I'm getting all. I'm getting it all mixed <laughs> all up. All the peninsula over yeah, there. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, Grace and Michelle um, ha- invited us out to uh, for Freedom Sunday mm-hmm. um, two weeks ago, and I had the opportunity um, and the pleasure of meeting a man. Amanda Vos, is that mm-hmm. is that? Am I saying it right? Everybody Vos? says Vos, but it's Voss. Voss, okay. Uh, Sorry, Amanda Voss. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I'm I will remember it. And she is the director of strategic partnerships for Northern California for International Justice Mission. Yes. Welcome, Amanda. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, both. Thanks for having me. Yes. So we're so excited. I um. We were just kind of sitting back here as we teed things up, and she she's very uh, well learned in the area of football and. Wow. Sports, yes, right? And, yes, and, and, As is Bonita. So they were going back and forth and I was doing my emails and texting because I was just like, go 49ers <laughs> in the middle. I'm San Francisco. I got to represent my city, man. So um, anyway, so Amanda, you actually have just moved
3: to the Bay Area. How, how recently? That's right. My family and I just moved uh, at the end of the summer. So we've only been living here since September 1st. Wow, and we came from Madison, Wisconsin, Wisconsin? home of the Green Bay Packers. I know, I know, that's what everyone tells me. I have to find a way to just not say that word. (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. Well, now that you're
2: here, we're going to have to work on the red and the gold. Okay, no, no, don't fall for it.
4: Don't fall for it. My my husband wouldn't allow it. Yeah, okay, all right. But the goal—you have something in common. You have the goal, even though that yellow goalish that you guys have. Well, is but it's fair. You know, there's some fair. gold there?
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your gold is a little nicer, huh? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Okay. All right. Well, we're here, you know, just coming together and talking about how we bridge, um, you know, the the fight, if you will, mm-hmm. from what we're mm-hmm. doing uh, internationally to what we're doing locally and vice versa. I know mm-hmm. there's, you know, we when at least for me when I started in this, uh, there was a quite a perception that the traffic. That was happening in, in in our world was all international, and that when people were being trafficked locally, they were actually brought from uh, you know overseas. Um, and what we've learned is that there's quite of our own you know quite a bit of this going on locally. And uh, so I'm I'm very curious with you being you know stationed here in Silicon Valley. I I know that that's because there's that awareness, right? Mm-hmm. That this is a this is a domestic and an international issue, and uh, I'm just so grateful. Uh, for, you know, for the uh, focus from IJM. Tell me about how you got started and what your mm. mission is here locally.
3: Sure, sure. So I'll tell you just um, at a high level kind of what IJM focuses on and then answer that question more specifically. But International Justice Mission, as um, I know the two of you know, is a global ministry that is now the largest international anti slavery organization in the world. Yeah. So we really fight on behalf of the poor and the vulnerable in different communities that are being forced, typically through really violent ways, into either a life of bonded labor slavery mm-hmm. or um, sex trafficking and seeing more and more now cyber sex trafficking and you know other forms of abuse and looking for ways to seek justice on their behalf because um, in so many cases they aren't in a position to do that for themselves. Their families don't have the means to do that for um, their family members that are being victimized. So working in those communities community is to do so. And the way that IJM does that is actually going in to collect information to provide rescue to those victims and that can in case, in some cases involve actually like breaking into brothels and mm-hmm. having the information available to partner with local law enforcement to pull young girls out of the situation they're in, provide restoration and aftercare to those victims, but then go after the perpetrators of those uh, violent acts and take them through the local law, um, the, the local courthouses to see them brought to justice so that we can start to transform and the justice system within those communities, so that one day young girls aren't at such a high risk to be put in that position in the first place. Right. So that's that's kind of in a nutshell the focus of IJM and how I kind of came into this fight of human trafficking. I think for many years I had been wrestling with this idea of injustice. But I wouldn't have used that term because I think a lot of us don't really understand kind of what we even mean by that. But what I did understand as early as probably high school was having an awareness that as a young woman, a young female, I was going to school and being educated and kind of had all the opportunities in front of me that I I really wanted and had an awareness that so many other young girls weren't in that position. And as a Christian... How do I make sense of that? Yeah. And then going to college and going to grad school and being in this incredible opportunity to c- just be whatever I want to be in a professional sense yeah. and go and, and choose whatever job I want and how rare that is in mm-hmm. our world. Mm-hmm. And what do we do with that position of privilege and what mm-hmm. responsibility comes with that? Mm-hmm. And now being raised, being a mother and a wife and raising my own children in an environment of relative security Mm -hmm. and safety Mm -hmm. and freedom to educate my daughter to the same extent that I educate my son, and to practice any religion that that our family wants to practice, and that awareness that these are really rare things Mm -hmm. in our world. And as a Christian, what do I do with that? Mm -hmm. So I felt this responsibility and um, came across Gary Haugen's books, Mm -hmm. who is our founder um, of International Justice Mission and still running the organization as the CEO today. So started really becoming better educated on what the Bible tells us about the injustice that we see in the world. How do we even define injustice? How do we talk about it? And then what does God call us to do about it? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of been my journey the last few years is really diving into that. And then eventually ending up here working for the organization. Wow. That is so special.
4: You know, I I just wanted to plug, you don't know Amanda, but um, it's because of IGM that I, that was my first taking action steps. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, was familiar became familiar with the organization at the very first freedom summit it was put on by IJM not for sale and trade is one Mm -hmm. and um I was appalled Mm -hmm. you know once Mm -hmm. I learned more in depth about it and at that time um they it was the time to reauthorize time to reauthorize the um uh, trafficking victims yeah Mm -hmm. the TVPA Mm -hmm. trafficking victims and protection act and um they needed people to get their local assembly person or congressperson to sign on, and that was my first introduction and to get good. taking action steps. And that I did that, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I can do that. I can go to my local person because he was not on there. And as a result of me doing that, he did sign. You know, wow. he did sign on, and I'm like, wow, that was easy. I can do something. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. And that's where it all began. Oh, good, me. good, yeah. good, and IGN.
2: Yeah, and you know, I, and, and what a blessing Benita has been to us and to so many in the community, and that's what I, I just I really admire that about Ijam about you, you know, the way that you mobilize mm-hmm. uh, people in this fight. Um, I'm thinking about Brian Kress who was at the PBCC mm-hmm. event, uh, just a you know uh, when we were out there, and he talked about you know he he started his pr- his presentation um, by uh, speaking out of the book of Micah, you know, Micah 6, Mm -hmm. 8 and, and I'll read it. It says, he has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you Mm -hmm. to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? And I actually had the same scripture in my presentation Mm -hmm. and I was just like, yes, Lord, you know, this is this, um, this mobilization because of you, because of your commands, Mm -hmm. um, and this covering and protection that you've provided as Amanda said, you know, as rescues are happening. Happening as people are being mm-hmm. brought to justice, mm-hmm. This is kind of a scary place to mm-hmm. be, right? So we're actually going to take a break, but I wanted to share. We actually did a rescue in the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks of mm-hmm. a 13 year old child, and the loops that we had to go through. Mm-hmm. This is in in our our country of USA, <laughs> our mm-hmm. our land mm-hmm. of freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I I want to share a little bit about that, and I want to yeah. compare notes because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, Kumar was one of the mm-hmm. the folks that we saw a video about him, and I'm. Was so inspired, mm-hmm. um, and I know that they're doing these rescues, and and I think just us being aware that we're in this together, and 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 that the fight, um, the in the way that you're mobilizing people is is so important and so powerful as we as we take this on. So we'll come right back. Um, we will uh, we will hear more from Amanda. Vos. No, Voss. Oh, Vos, there you go. Thank you, yes. Voss. And, uh, and I do uh, really uh, well, thank you all for listening, and we will be right back to listen to more of Abolition Radio.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking.
2: And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We are in the studio today with Mrs. Voss, the boss. (laughs) Ooh, look out now. You got it now. That's right. I got it. I got it figured out now. Uh, What's his name? It's the boss. Who thinks he's the boss? Uh, uh, Come on, you guys. Yeah, the singer. Singer. Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, Bruce 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 Springsteen. He is no longer. No. It is Amanda. That's right. Get get out the way. Okay. Okay, so just talking about, you know, rescues. Right. So just wanting to sort of start there. Um, We actually have been involved and I won't say too much just for confidentiality Mm -hmm. reasons, but we have been involved um, in uh, in this situation with this young lady who had been uh, coerced, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, by traffickers at the age of 12 uh, and um, and has been out you know, being exploited for some time and we, you know, th- the Lord put her on my heart mm-hmm. uh so heavily. I mean, I, I, I get wind of this happening, this kind of thing happening a lot, but there's certain people that he says, go get her now, get her. Mm-hmm. He just will not, you know, stop uh, reminding me of her and, or of him. And this was one of those cases. And so, um, uh, you know, after many interactions with the police, because our systems, uh, unfortunately, um, th- I don't I don't get it. We we walk between this sort of in this gray place where because someone's a minor, we don't want them criminalized, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And I'm in total agreement with that. But but then somehow we don't want to violate their rights even though they're not mentally well enough to make and also mature enough Mm -hmm. to make good decisions Mm -hmm. and we get stuck there as a community here in the US SB 1322 was just um, uh, written into law it goes it goes active in January and there have been a lot of advocacy teams that have been supporters of that Um, we have been big time supporters of the decriminalization from a naming convention standpoint, uh-huh. um, not calling children prostitutes mm-hmm. uh, because it can't be prostituted. They can't consent to sex, yeah, right, so they shouldn't right, be right. criminalized. And not criminalizing, not putting them in handcuffs and doing all of that. However, uh, we're, I'm very adamant that that's only part of the equation. Yes. There has to be a referral system for children that are encountered, that are being exploited, and it can't be a harm reduction process mm-hmm. because of the mental, um, the mental incapacity, the, the child has been incapacitated by the trauma that they have endured at the res- as a result of the exploitation or previous abuse and other risk factors that exist or mental illness that exists. And And so how do you balance that out? And, you know, some people would say, oh, they'll come to their senses over Mm. time. And and we know the average life expectancy of an exploited person is seven years. Mm. And I know so many women that started being exploited. One in my mind comes to mind um, in in. and uh, the young lady that we've been seeing in the news, mm-hmm. um, Jasmine, who was started to be exploited at the age of 12. And it went unchecked and unlooked into until now she's 19. And the problem is very severe. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and, and, and who knows? How, you know, mm-hmm. we don't know where what her future entails or what the future of others entail when you allow that to continue mm-hmm. for seven years. Life expectancy, seven years. Wow. So here was this rescue situation. And I got to tell you, every, every step of the way, there were huge obstacles, people that did not want to help us keep her people Mm -hmm. because of the laws that are against uh, them being able to hold her, being able to transfer to places where she could get mental health services, Mm -hmm. mental health providers saying she doesn't meet the technical definition of someone who's a harm to themselves. Because she hasn't said, I'm going to commit suicide or I'm going to harm somebody. So because of that. But isn't that suicide ideation when you want to be 12 years old out in the street, um, uh, allowing somebody to uh, rape you nine times a day? Isn't that suicide ideation when mm-hmm. some when people are punching you and kicking you and choking you and uh, and 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 you're only a child?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, w- mm-hmm. what do we call that? Because right. that's not mental. That's not a healthy Person or a mature person who's able to make that decision, so i 'm really torn about you know sort of the laws in our country as it relates to this issue of the commercially se- sexually exploited sh- and when we go in and we do these rescues um, or we 're partnering with other people that are doing the rescues it's a just a i mean it was truly an act of God it was a miracle that we were able to help her a miracle because every step of the system wanted to turn her back into the street. Wow. Are you, you know, so thinking now internationally, because I think people think, you know, um, our system is all set and, you know, baked and cookie cutter and ready to go. Are you seeing a similar experience as you go in and you try to do these rescues internationally?
3: Yes, absolutely. And, and I would completely agree with you that there is, a, I think, widely a misconception that we have everything figured out here to protect our children from this kind of crime, and we don't. Um, so there is massive work that needs to be done and just Personally, I'm so grateful that there's group like groups like yours. I'm um, fighting that fight, yeah. and very similarly, when we're working in communities in other countries, much of the work that IJM does is individual casework, much like what you're describing. Partnering with first, like the local police enforcement, the local prosecutors, the local judges, the local court systems, and each step of the way identifying the holes, identifying where it's broken, identifying where there is no capacity to protect and defend this child or this family, and through the individual casework, working then to transform the overall system. And you have to remember that in many cases, the foundation, the system that was put in place for the local law enforcement was put there by, um, you know, the mm-hmm. colonization from mm-hmm. hundreds of years ago of, um, people in a really elite, powerful situation that were looking to keep the masses kind of controlled. controlled mm-hmm. yeah. They up and leave, hand those, um, systems over to the next generation without changing like the fundamental core of how these systems were put into place. So now we're still in a situation that we don't have all of the pieces fitting together to actually protect the the children or the people that we're defending. Mm-hmm. So much of what we're doing is um, a long, hard, boring road mm-hmm. of this individual casework, finding all of the holes and then partnering with – oftentimes we will find that there are – Advocates who want to do the right thing each step of the way, but they feel like a powerless minority mm-hmm. among the masses that are just going to continue doing things the way things have always been done. Um, to give you a, a simple example, bringing a twelve-year-old girl into the courthouse, putting her on the stand, mm. and having her, you know, mm-hmm. the, the person who yeah, had been, yeah, yeah who had been abusing her right there, yeah. um, and asking her to stand up to him face to face and expect. I mean, it's an eight-year-old child expecting right. her to be able to. Tell the truth in that situation, right? And now being in a position where they can be in a room with a child psychologist right. who has the training to be able to have these kind of conversations with a child to get their their true right. um, sense of the situation. Yeah, uh, that that um, I mean, just
2: something that that simple makes mm-hmm. all the difference in Absolutely. the world.
4: Yeah. Um, and we have some of those same antiquated laws and rules and regulations. Oh yeah, you know that's why we're finding. What we're finding and the the job is so much harder because, it, you know, we we are a relatively new country considering the rest right, of the world. Right. right? right. And you we don't think that our systems are that old. Right. But they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and so for for me, you know, it's just it's it's interesting because I came in this thinking that we had a leg up mm-hmm. and I'm realizing, you know, we don't. Mm-hmm we've got a long way to go. We do have a lot of people that care. I think um, we've got to somehow become more coordinated and more sort of uh, realistic yeah. about mm-hmm. things. And I'm, I'm very curious about trauma, uh, the trauma of the survivors that let's say are wa- working in a brothel, because I think um, the challenge is the youth that we're encountering during um, Because of the trauma, they don't want to come out Mm -hmm. of that. And so I'm curious about, Mm -hmm. is it a different experience when you guys are going into brothels and offering an alternative? Um, Is there the same sort of unwillingness to leave? Um, And and for those that are listening and they don't want to come out. Well, we'll talk in the next session about trauma bonding so Mm -hmm. that we all understand what Mm -hmm. it is and um, and um, and then, then we'll build from there. So thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be right back.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking.
2: And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We are still here in the studio with Mrs. Voss, the boss. <laughs> i <I'm gonna laughs> hold on Amanda to that. That Voss <laughs> from International Justice Mission, um, and we're just sharing, we're comparing notes about the, in our last segment about the rescue process, and unfortunately, um, a realization that our laws and our systems are um, fairly antiquated and need some fine tuning, just like they do uh, mm-hmm. sort of in in, in the inter- international landscape. Um, thinking more, uh, just kind of shifting a little. A bit uh, towards some of the other services that you guys provide. Um, mm-hmm. You provide. Um uh, you partner that's in, right. in the international in the countries that you're in um, to provide life skills, to provide housing, right. and um, and that's an essential piece mm-hmm. in someone coming out. Uh, we talked in the last segment about um, it, it, at least in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing that there's a resistance to to getting well, to getting um, healthy, especially when you're dealing with a minor um, because of the trauma that has set in and right. that trauma. And just for our listening audience... Um, You know, there's a there's a syndrome that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, has been uh, the term has been coined the Stockholm syndrome based on a um, a bank robber coming into a bank in Stockholm and holding um, the bankers hostage. But showing some kindness to one of the bankers who then married the robber um, after, you know, after that whole ordeal and uh, clinicians began to evaluate uh, what. What, what, well? how did that happen? What was that phenomena? And it basically is a a feeling of protection and of love towards somebody who had your entire life in their hands and yet showed you a little bit of kindness in Mm -hmm. the process. And that, um, that, uh, and I'm, I'm sure I'm dumbing it down or I mess, I'm botching it up a little bit. The (laughs) clinicians on the other line are saying, that's not what it is, but just for us lay people, uh, that is in, in essence, the sense that uh, you know a child is is you know she's with her quote unquote daddy. She's mm-hmm. with a guy who's said or or a woman who said I'm I'm going to be your 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 end all be all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to abuse you in the process. So the, which right. really reinforces that I'm your end all be all. Right. But I'm also going to show you some kindnesses. I'm going to mm-hmm. get your nails done. I'm going to get your hair done. I'm going to buy you a few little things here and there. Maybe things that your own family isn't p- providing for you, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. added, you know is, can, you were vulnerable. to to begin with. And, and and in that, you're going to feel such an allegiance to me mm-hmm. uh, that you will not leave me mm-hmm. and you will want to return to me at all costs. That's right. And so. Uh,
3: do you see the same kind of behavior in internationally? Absolutely. And, and I just urge people that are learning about these topics to try to understand as best we can from the positions we're in the enormous complexity of the situations that these victims are in. And I think it's sometimes easy to think. They chose to be there or, yeah, they ended up there and that's unfortunate, but their family should be able to just get them out. And it's it's just so much more complicated than that. Oftentimes overseas, we do see um, it's actually the own family members that are perpetrating the abuse on the children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that gives me such pause to try to understand the level of despair Mm -hmm. and desperation Mm -hmm. that any mother or father must be in to Mm -hmm. consider using one's own child Mm -hmm. in this way to try to bring something back to the family, Mm -hmm. to to give one example. So I think these are enormously um, complicated situations. And the children, we have to remember that they're children, Children, even when they're 16, 17 years old. These are not um, adults who have the maturity and the the wherewithal to make some of the decisions that I think our court systems and our processes would Mm -hmm. expect them to make. Right. Right. Um, And then, you know, you compound that with the extreme like emotional damage that's being done in these situations. And I absolutely do not believe that they have the ability to decide what is right for them Mm -hmm. um, in the moment of being rescued. Right. So we see in the different communities um, different ways that Groups are trying to handle it. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we can hold a child for a very short period of time, 48 hours, 72 hours to try to help like break that trauma bond just enough to help them see why it is in their best interest to stay with us yeah. in an aftercare program. But it's, it's a hard thing because you're right. We're, we're so concerned about their individual freedoms and liberties that had been taken away from them for right. so long that it sometimes hinders us from being able to do what's right yeah i I don't know
2: you know for for me it's 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 tough when I think about the balance of freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, uh, you know, and rights and, um, and safety and, uh, for, for a child in particular. I mean, I think I struggle with that with, uh, for an adult as well, especially when you're an 18 year old adult. I mean, right. are you really an adult, you know, or mm-hmm. is that just a number? Right, right. Um, and you know, I don't know very many 18 year olds that can go off and live in the Bay area and may earn their own keep and get mm-hmm. an apartment and run their own fine. I mean, 18 uh. is, is not, an adult, but yeah. you can say Hey, i want to be I, I, I choose to be exploited and mm-hmm. and you need to let me let me be and mm-hmm. be in this mm-hmm. and so I think everything we can do to try and prevent that while they 're minor before they turn eighteen as a matter of fact, traffickers now are targeting um, once you turn seventeen that 's a great age to start mm-hmm. recruiting and grooming mm-hmm. and as soon as you turn eighteen it 's on mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so uh just really troubling so Benina you 're going to Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, soon, soon in next week or so, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, tell us. Uh, so, so I know that IJM does some work in Ghana. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to a fishing camp, right? Yeah, not quite a fishing camp, but yes, a an organization that rescues uh, children from the Lake Volta region out of the fishing industry. Gotcha. Okay, yes. but they are. Um, City of Refuge Ministries, Mm -hmm. Um, they have a school, an orphanage there for all the children that they have rescued and and children in the community who need their help. And um, they have their workforce development uh, for their women, women that they have brought in as well called Seven Continents. Beautiful, Yeah. And you're going to be doing a play there. Yes. Well, they are celebrating their 10th anniversary. I mentioned, uh, the freedom summit where I got first introduced to IJM mm-hmm. was where I was introduced to John Bull and Stacy Omarifei. Mm. And, um, a series of events over the, these years has brought us back together and they're celebrating their 10th anniversary and they want to put on the play Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And the students have never even seen a play, let alone be the performers of a play. So they've asked me to help with that. And I'm so super excited. And that is excited. right up your That alley. is right on my alley. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited. Um, Last year, um, I taught them songs. I had my little girls empowerment group. And so we um, not only met each day and did some empowering things, but um, I taught them songs and we um, were able to minister at church. So the Lord has laid another song on my heart. I don't know if we'll get to that because of all the the play stuff we have to Mm -hmm. get to. But so excited and my supporters have really come along and really they're reaching down deep and they're supporting the work. Mm-hmm. and this trip so i'm super super excited. And you're
2: going as a missionary?
4: Going as a missionary and so there's
2: still. so you're asking for people the community to support you as you go.
4: Yes. Yes. So you can hit us up at the Facebook page. Yeah. If and and i can i'll send you a message or whatever and tell you how to to do that. But prayer support is also desperately needed. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes.
2: And, and just so people understand how that connects back to human trafficking, the uh, young, the boys mm-hmm. are being labor trafficked Yes,
4: uh, on the, the lake yes. um, being forced to work for free and yes. fish, right? In and the, fish. And, you know, when I first visited that area, you know, we know a fish, you know, we go to fish restaurants, seafood restaurants and have fish. I thought a fish, at least the size of a plate, to us Westerners, those fish are like the size of sardines. Yeah, you know minnows—just these little, teeny weeny fish—and these little boys who don't know how to swim are losing their lives. The lake is really salty; their skin is so messed up, you know. But to see the 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 finished product from being out of that environment is is really, really special. As a matter of fact, the last time I was there, two of the IGM boys Mm -hmm. came. IGM is a, um, Quorum is IGM's partner there Mm -hmm. in Ghana. Mm -hmm. And um, we had two boys come while I was there, the first two actually. So it was great to see that process and to see them, one, a younger um, boy who had never been to school and one, an older boy whom in our standards would be an adult, but he was put in the high school because that he needed that education, and that was just great to see. So I'm excited to see their progress Yay. when I get back. Yeah,
2: that's so awesome. I I love that you uh, have a heart for this, and that you've been assigned to go and and minister to yeah. young it's young women as well, but the yes. young boys are there. Yes, um, that that are being exploited yeah. because we often you know in this disc, the talk track mm-hmm. it always goes towards uh, sex trafficking because right. it's so you know sort of flashy or whatever, right. but. This this is a real
4: issue, and they you know? have just as many young ladies as they do have young men that are being
2: exploited. They're being same exploited. Way.
4: and um, so I I would like to put out to anyone who want to come on the next time yeah. to let us know. In, yeah. on our Facebook page.
2: Awesome. Yeah, so we're going to come back. We're going to take a break. Um, we'll come back, but yeah, reach out. Uh, Benita's email address is benita at love never fails uscom You can reach out to her that way or through our website uh, or Facebook page. But uh, we'll come right back with another session of Abolition Radio.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight. Against human trafficking.
2: And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with Amanda Vaz, and we are really enjoying our conversation talking about uh, international trafficking and the parallels to domestic trafficking and also the inclusion of labor and sex trafficking in our discussion, uh, which is so important. I think, you know, I I don't know if the listening audience is aware, but 50% of the trafficking cases that are happening in California are labor trafficking. And uh, we're in the process of rolling out our prevention education program called PROTECT, Um, and we received a a grant from rural counties. And in the rural counties is where we think that there's a real sort of labor trafficking um, uh, challenge. That is uncovered and Mm. unaddressed, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, I was I was talking to actually um, Pastor Victor Cervantes from New Hope um, is one of uh, our pastors there, and he actually is from Bakersfield, and he was telling stories about how his mom and he himself how they you know were picking uh, you know vegetables in the farms at a very young age. And um, that's how they lived. And they, they had to sell the uh, uh, bushels of, of whatever the vegetable. I, th- I think it was corn, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, they had to sort of trade that in for, mm. for dollars, mm. which translated probably to a, a very low hourly rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more of a, I guess you could call that like a consultant um, type of exchange. And so again, there are some, you know, Um, some laws that are in place, but there are some needs that are out there, you know, families that need to provide for themselves. And again, it's a very complicated issue. Do we shut down this family's only means of providing for themselves so that they are paid at a fair wage? Mm -hmm. Or do we um, talk about things that uh, people who are buying those products can ask for Mm -hmm. or provide uh, because they know it's the right thing to do and 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 you know the answer is somewhere in the middle, I think, um you know just just kind of bringing this all the way around in in my cell phone um mm-hmm. I became aware when I was uh Uh, asked to speak at freedom summit, I started doing some more research on uh, labor trafficking and I became aware of slave labor in the Congo and Africa Mm -hmm. that mines the, um, the uh, minerals that are in our batteries and our smartphones. And uh, that has troubled me to no end since then, because I'm a big time technology person. And so here's this mineral in all of my, you know, on our smartphones of which we have a million in our household (laughs) and iPads and, you know, and, uh, And, you know, just throughout our electronic, you know, chain. And um, and so I I started I got to have my phone to do my job. But what I started to do now, and it's actually causing me quite a problem, is uh, I I have not upgraded my phone for two years. Mm. So I'm on an iPhone 5S. Oh, poor baby, right? (laughs) Um, But really, I need to be on a phone that's really working. And so sometimes it's slow and sometimes there are glitches. Um, But I refuse. I just keep recycling. I, Mm. I keep going to a refurbished phone format because I refuse to purchase new minerals that I knew were mined by boys and children in the Congo. So how do you guys feel as consumers, as, 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 you know, and knowing what you know about Mm -hmm. international trafficking, Mm -hmm. Amanda, knowing what you know about the fishing industry,
4: Mm -hmm. you know, in Ghana, Bonita, what are your thoughts? That's me and chocolate. You know, my, my story, you know, when I learned that about um, Hershey's and um, how our government asked them to you know demanded them to change their ways with the um, cacao bean that you know being picked and they did until we went on to something else and then they went back to their same old ways from what um, my understanding is I refused you know my I love chocolate but not to the extent of the sweat of a child um, elsewhere so I in eating chocolate, I look. You know, for um, uh, slave free chocolate. You Maybe know what? Just... You
2: might have just saved me about 10 pounds
4: because
2: right <laughs> I was going to go
4: ham this weekend. <laughs> but now I'm going to be real picky I refuse. and I'm not going to do because chocolate is a problem. Yeah, oh. I have not. Wow. You know, Snicker bars are my all time favorite and I have not had one in almost 10 years. So, wow. I'm I'm a, all those Hershey bars. Wow. Mar- Mars, wow. Hershey's, all those. Mongo
3: there. I think, uh, yeah, I think another thing that um, kind of individual consumers like you and I can do is Mm -hmm. is hold these companies accountable for the supply chains in which Mm -hmm. their products are coming. And that's a really difficult thing we're finding for companies to do. And Mm -hmm. this is, I think, going to be a big part of IJM's future and kind of this next era. But we're starting to partner with groups like Walmart Mm -hmm. who are trying to look through the really complex supply chains Mm -hmm. that bring their products to bear. And oftentimes they'll bring in outside auditors to go through that supply chain and they can't necessarily pinpoint like here is labor trafficking or Mm -hmm. here slavery is, you know, in in your overall process, but they can produce risks Mm -hmm. of the likelihood Mm -hmm. of labor trafficking being a part of that that pathway. Mm-hmm. So if as consumers, we're putting pressure on Walmart to eradicate right. those pieces of the supply chain, right. we're actually seeing Walmart come to IJM then mm-hmm. and say, we think that this is a real problem at this point in our process. We don't have the tools or right. the knowledge to well, the do finances, anything about it. Or it's the very expensive. expensive. Absolutely. And and that is to do part that. of why Walmart's products are so cheap. Exactly. I mean, we, we exactly. have to we educate know. ourselves as consumers exactly. when we try to save a couple right. bucks, what that, right. what's the dollar extent of that. Whomever. Yeah. Right, right, The right.
4: dollar
2: stores have got exactly. to be a breeding ground for yes. that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that should
4: be where we start because, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, the no-brainer, right? The
2: challenge is, here's the irony of it, is that the people that are often purchasing from those stores... Are the people mm. that are, are at risk afford. for trafficking right. here, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. highly vulnerable? Right. So something's got to give, right. you know, because you can't expect someone who's barely making it Ex- to, to pay uh, exactly. the, the, t- the top dollar, and yet they're per- perpetuating. The chain of slavery. Exactly, it's, it's it's very complicated. You know, at the uh, freedom summit, one of the things that was uh, the the tagline that I was pressed on my heart was, "What can I give so that others can live?" Hmm. And, um, I you know I was just really really challenged by that. You know, what can I give so that others can live? And I I've pressed myself on, again going back to the phone like. You know, there's I can't have all of these different apps on my phone Mm -hmm. when I don't have Mm -hmm. the disk space. You Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. I don't have the storage, so I can't have an app that um, gives me kissy lips and Mm -hmm. these funny little animated eyes. Mm -hmm. But some a child gets to sleep tonight or a a child's hand isn't being um, removed by a machete that's Mm -hmm. stuck to a a, a cacao leaf Mm -hmm. in another country and i'm sorry that's crude but that's the reality of it mm-hmm. and we need to know that mm-hmm. when we're we're enjoying our apps yeah. and we're enjoying our cute little jeans that you know that were sewn by somebody who's worked for 16 hours that there's a
4: price being paid i've seen those children with my very own eyes
3: and the easier thing to do is to not really pay attention to it mm. or to believe that there's nothing that we can do about it mm-hmm. but as Scripture teaches us, Mm. if the Lord requires three things of us, Mm. and the very first Mm. is to seek justice, if we take the teachings of the Bible seriously at all, then we have to be proactive in Mm -hmm. understanding what that means Mm. and what our individual role is Mm. to play in that. Mm. Um, And not everybody can give a ton of money or quit their day job, but there is something that you can do like the examples Vanessa is sharing. Mm -hmm. So being proactive about it, holding yourself accountable and understanding that like you have a part to play in this fight is, is necessary if we're going to see real change moving forward. I Mm can take the script that IJM gave me to go to
4: my congressperson's
3: office Mm -hmm. and
4: ask him to sign the reauthorization of the. Trafficking Victims and Protection Act.
3: Yes. You know,
4: everybody can do something.
2: Yes. Yes. And, you know, I want to I want to uh, just say that there are some of you who are thinking, oh, my gosh, it, it's one of those all or nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. th- sometimes you can get into that mindset mm-hmm. of our, it's not it's not like that. Mm-mm. It's just what is God saying to you? That's right. What is the specific thing he has said to you Mm. about? Is it chocolate? Is it, Mm. is it electronics? Mm. Is it, um, maybe you, you have the gift of giving. Maybe you have the gift of, you know, you're an intercessory prayer Mm -hmm, uh, person, uh whatever he's called you to do as you seek justice, as Amanda said, um, seek it's action word, Mm. seek justice. Mm. Um, and so, um that that's just I think we should end with that. <laughs> but let's encourage people how can they connect with you Amanda if they want to learn more and get more involved? Freedom Sundays, yes. different
3: things that they can do. How Yes. Yes. Um thank you for asking that. Yes. Please visit us at ijm.org. Mm-hmm. Um my email address avohs At IJM.org. For those of you in the Bay Area, we do have a a really fun event coming up on November 6th, a Sunday evening at Crosswalk Community Church in Sunnyvale, where we are going to be opening volunteer opportunities of all sorts to folks in the Bay Area that want to join in this fight. So trying to make this work really accessible to those who have a heart for it. So come join, um, share your ideas, have the discussion with us. We'd love for you to be a part of the fight
2: yes 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 i just love them and uh just a little quick shout out to jocelyn hi jocelyn, we love you, jocelyn. We love you, all right so we are going to come back and we're going to have a, a little uh, detail about the events that are going on in the community and we do thank you for listening and uh we'll come right back with another session of abolition Radio.
1: we'll be back with more abolition radio right after these messages from our sponsors back to abolition radio where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking
4: we will be having our annual thanksgiving outreach on the 18th that's saturday the 18th and we will be in the central valley so join us there if you have not made your plans for new year's eve join us and take action with helping love never fails at our gala uh Mindful Pathways will be sponsoring the gala and the gala will be benefiting Love Never Fails and college students as well. But come on out and support. You will find um, more information about that on our website here pretty soon. And if you have not become one of our uh, Be a Million supporters Please join us with our um, annual, I shouldn't say annual, but with that campaign. Be one of a million ways that you can fight trafficking. You can help us fight trafficking right here in our own backyard. We are believing for people like you to give one dollar per month and ask other people like you to do the same, to be one of a million ways to in trafficking amongst us. This will greatly help our efforts of maintaining our ongoing services of housing, education, and so many others. The process is simple. Right now, if you'd like, log on to our website, loveneverfailsus.com, Ch- click on million, and set up your annual donation of $12 per year. That's $1. Per month. We need your help in this fight to put an end to trafficking in our backyards. Don't forget, Amanda mentioned IJM's event tomorrow at Crosswalk City Church at 6. And if you have not been told today, please know from here us here, Vanessa, Amanda, and myself, that you are
1: loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival, and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. Our theme song, Courage to Believe, is by Justin McRoberts. Hear more about his passion for justice and art at justinmcroberts.com. Our audio engineer is Jarrell Martin, and this is Dave Naderhood. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, Thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free.
4: You're in the neighborhoods we live in.
2: You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones
0: we call our neighbors. And the ones who still escape our eyes.